welcome to the Goal 4 podcast. I'm Richard Ingram and I'm based at the University of Exeter in the UK, where I specialise in systems thinking and inclusive education. I also spend part of my time working on related projects for UNESCO. This is a new podcast for those who work in the world of education to speak their mind, to share their knowledge and to inspire you, the listener. A particular emphasis will be placed on the most marginalised learners in society and how we can change current education systems to better accommodate them. Against this background of high levels of inequality, politically polarised societies, conflict and climate catastrophe, it has never been more important that new generations of young adults enter the world well-educated and accepting of different diversity. Now, cast your mind back to 2015. I know, it seems like a different world. The Brexit vote hadn't happened yet. The Economist declared Myanmar its country of the year because it was on a solid path to democracy. Obama was in the White House. Simpler times. It was also the year that the United Nations published their Sustainable Development Goals. These are a collection of 17 interlinked global goals that are designed to be, in the words of the UN, a shared blueprint for peace and prosperity for people and the planet now and into the future. These include goals on reducing poverty, ensuring good health and well-being, ending hunger, creating sustainable cities, taking action on climate change, reducing inequalities, protecting life on land and below water, and promoting peace and justice. Essentially, if you can think of something wholesome and worthwhile, the SDGs probably cover it. Sustainable Development Goal 4 focuses on education. As stated on the UN's website, Goal 4 aims to ensure inclusive and equitable quality education and promote lifelong learning opportunities for all. But what does inclusive education mean? Can all really mean all? And in a world where very little seems to be going right at the moment, how important is it that future generations receive a quality education? The concept of all means all is particularly important in the context of Goal 4, and it raises some thorny questions. Can anyone be included in mainstream schools? What about children with severe disabilities that impact their levels of engagement in lessons? How about children that live 20 miles from the nearest school and do not have the luxury of a big yellow bus to take them there? We have all seen the effect of the COVID-19 pandemic on education. Schools locked their doors for weeks or even months, and parents and carers around the world were lumped with the trials and tribulations of homeschooling. The pandemic was indeed a disaster in terms of the loss of learning. At its height, 1.6 billion learners were out of school across 184 different countries. That's billion with a B. The World Bank estimates that due to school closures, this generation of students now risks losing $17 trillion in lifetime earnings, or about 14% of today's global GDP. And that's trillion with a T. Sadly, as with many global crises, those already living in poverty will bear the brunt of this, and low-income countries, as ever, will face rising levels of inequality and more crippling debt. The pandemic has grabbed educational headlines but it has only exacerbated inequalities along deep pre-existing lines. Yes, the most marginalised learners have been the most impacted by COVID, but unfortunately, these children are used to this. They've faced inequality every day of their lives. New data from UNESCO's Global Education Monitoring Team show that 244 million children and young people between the ages of 6 and 18 do not go to school. According to the figures, Sub-Saharan Africa remains the region most affected, 
with 98 million children and young people excluded from education, followed by Central and Southern Asia with 85 million. It's no coincidence that these are some of the poorest global regions, but it is also due to a myriad of other factors, ranging from a lack of transport infrastructure or teacher training to negative attitudes in communities. There are some places where having a disability, for example, is seen as a curse on the family. Because of this, these children are hidden at home for their whole lives to spare the family the shame of simply having had them. It's no surprise that many of these kids go nowhere near a school. Girls, too, are less likely to receive an education in many parts of the world. They are often forced to marry and start a family at a terrifyingly young age, or are simply put to work making bricks or harvesting rice. And this is a job for life. It is where barriers such as these intersect that we see the highest levels of exclusion. If you're a girl with a disability living in poverty, you are far less likely to go to school than other children your age. It may not look like it if you look out of the window, but we're in the middle of an education crisis. Those aren't my words. Both the UN and the World Bank have raised considerable levels of concern over the past years, stating that not only do millions of young people around the world not go to school, the majority of those that do are not engaged in learning. This isn't too hard to believe. Just think back to your own time in the classroom. Were you and your fellow students honestly engrossed in every topic that was being taught? Personally, I often found the view out of the window to be much more inspiring than the view of a textbook. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. Too often, teachers, pressured by external forces, teach for the test rather than for the joy and excitement of learning. I should know, I used to be one. I've seen firsthand what exam pressure can do to learning. So what does this education crisis mean for us? Apart from the obvious moral imperative to give all children a good start in life, does it matter that access to quality education is unequal and that marginalised learners are left behind? And is it really a big deal that teaching doesn't engage students or light the fires of curiosity? I think it is, and I'm sure everyone listening to this thinks it is too. Curiosity is part of what it means to be human. We didn't send rockets to the moon or develop vaccines simply by listening to what teachers had to say and regurgitating it at the end of term exam. Great leaps forward require thinking differently, problem solving and oodles of initiative. Do schools really promote these qualities? I also think it's important for societies that every child starts life with a quality education. Moral points aside, good education has been linked to reduced inequalities, lower levels of crime, more tolerant and accepting societies. This stands to reason. If some people are able to get a better education than others, old societal divides between the haves and the have-nots will prevail. It is for this reason that it is always important to consider power dynamics in situations such as this. Who stands to gain if the status quo is maintained? Furthermore, if people aren't well educated, they will be less likely to be able to think critically or to work out when they're being lied to. Would a well-educated person who can weigh up different arguments and tell the difference between data and fake news, really vote for a Donald Trump or a Jair Bolsonaro? Would they end up wandering down the rabbit holes of QAnon or other equally disturbing conspiracy groups? By providing quality education to all, we not only give people a better chance at life, we're giving a better chance to society. I think we can agree that quality education is a good thing for everyone to have. It helps people and it benefits communities and it might even help to save the planet. So why do so many learners not have access to it? Why do millions miss out on schooling every day to their own detriment 
and to the detriment of the societies in which they live. And perhaps more importantly, what can be done about this? How can we go about ensuring inclusive and equitable quality education and promoting lifelong learning opportunities for all? To help answer these questions, I'll be speaking with, well, I suppose a collective noun would have to be a school, of global education experts, researchers, development partners, and of course, teachers. Can the dream of fully inclusive education ever become a reality? What impacts might disruptive new technologies have? How can the most at-risk learners best be reached? What is working well and what needs to change? Find out by listening to the Goal 4 podcast.